Hey everyone, thank you for checking out the X-Men discussion episode of Podcasts on Infinite Earths. We did have another little sound issue with today's show, unfortunately. Again, there was a bit of a syncing problem, um, so some of the dialogue you hear us discuss is a little bit out of whack. Uh, Occasionally we are responding to things that the other person has almost said but not quite said. Uh, You know, if that sort of thing is going to annoy you, I would say give this one a skip and head on to maybe our Batman episode because things are all plain sailing from there. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the show. In an age of turmoil, can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Podcast! On Infinite Earths. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. You know what we need? We need theme music. That's what we need. <laughs> some, some really, really exciting theme music. Uh, I have a ukulele. Oh, that sounds like a volunteer to me. Uh. Have you got it on you? Uh, well, well, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Create something now. Okay, one second. <laughs> I really want some live theme music every episode. Just just uh, Tom scatting on his ukulele. Be different every time. Oh, please don't talk about scat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've gone we're full all, circle. We're all waiting for this ukulele now. Uh, I can't find it, so I've got the bigger one. Oh, that's it. <laughs> the bigger one. That's, that's a guitar. That's, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that is the was, technical term for it the bigger ukulele was that our theme music that one chord yeah it was all right well welcome to a brand new episode <laughs> of podcast on infinite earth i'm lewis i'm tom i'm also tom also tom at the other side of the room by the sounds of it um <laughs> i had to put a guitar away jesus I put my <laughs> my big ukulele away. <laughs> my big electric ukulele. Well, we are once again recording from quarantine because the plague is still is still here. Yeah, but that's old news now. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Kind of getting used to it now. Are you though? A little bit. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of adapting to. I mean, I, I I didn't go out much anyway. Not much has changed in my life, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, cheaper. It definitely is cheaper. <laughs> yeah, being locked indoors is definitely saves you money. <laughs> is that what this podcast is now? Just Silver Linings. Oh, Silver Linings podcast! What a name we could have had. Oh. Uh... God damn it. Yeah. Is that a fringe on anything? Nope. Nope. It could it could be worse, the podcast. I thought that's what it was already. That's our tagline. <laughs> could be better. <laughs> but, it, but it could be worse. Um anyway, on today's episode, um we we're we're not discussing the news because news doesn't exist anymore. Um what we are gonna discuss is the two thousand X Men. And before that, I think 
Tom is going to tell us why Batman Begins isn't a very good movie. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what do you have to say for yourself, Tom? Out of it. <laughs> I, I like Liam Neeson. Okay, I'll start by saying I like Liam Neeson. Okay, I don't like him in this film. Why? It's, the film itself feels very not of its time. It feels like if you told me that film was made in the 90s, I would believe you. I feel it's... like there were better films of the time. Of, of 2005. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, X-Men 3? No. <laughs> no, X-Men 2? No, I just mean it's not a better film. It's... <laughs> I know, I know it's not. Well, well, you, um, had, you had the remake of King Kong, so that's not one of them. Mate, that film is like seven hours long. And, and you want... I, I, I am still under the impression it's like a Jack Black music video. <laughs> I was about to say, it's his, it's his finest work since Pick a Destiny. Nice. Well, that, that is true. <laughs> that, is a, that is a great pull. <laughs> Um, you also had Revenge of the Sith in 2005. Oh, Also okay. not a very good yeah. film. You had Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This oh. was a bad year. This is not a good year. <laughs> this is a bad year for theatrical Well, that's what I'm saying. Are we, are we just comparing it to the films that were shit? Is that what's happening? Because the year was I'm... so bad. It's like when people say, oh, I like the Beatles. No, you don't like the Beatles. It's just there was nothing better at the time. I would like... have to agree with that. I, I've always maintained that the Beatles are overrated. There you go. Oh, we're going to get letters. <laughs> what, from Where Spain? Where are they going to send them? <laughs> do, They'll find us. Do your worst, Spain. Please, please don't lick. It. Please don't lick the envelope glue. <laughs> uh, Spain are our friends. Hi, Spain. Hey, Spain. Uh, oh, <laughs> we had Sin City in 2005. That's a good film. Yeah, it's not bad. Nice. It's very wedding, artsy. And wedding crashes. Oh, wedding crashes! Come on. <laughs> That's one of those films you can just put on in the background, and you don't have to pay any attention to it. Which... Well, you could just not put it on. It's it's better that way. <laughs> well, IMDb ranks Batman Begins as the second best film of two thousand and five. What's number oh, one? Oh, then it it, well, it must be true. Well, number one um, kind of makes this list a bit redundant because number one is Revenge of the Sith. No. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and Fantastic Four is in the top ten. Oh my god! <laughs> I I have lost all respect for this list that I've only what just discovered. <laughs> did, I, did did how old was I in two thousand and five? Did I write this? No. <laughs> Back then. All right, Tom. Why else isn't it a good film aside from the fact that it, it doesn't feel timely? Um, when I think about the Nolan trilogy, I can remember pretty much everything that happens in the the last two films, but I can't remember really anything about the first film. I feel like it should have just been Killian Murphy as the main villain. I feel like he he should have just been able to carry that film. Yeah, he did. I think he was wasted a bit. And he was wasted in the, the subsequent films, like, you know, he's just a bit part, weren't he, in the other films? But I feel like he was... A, 
he was famous enough at the time to carry that film. I, I don't feel like we needed Liam Neeson. I don't think Liam Neeson was cast well. Um, I don't think I see him as Rachel Gould. I feel like there probably could have been someone better to play him. This sounds like fantasy casting. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Who who's who who's a better Rachel Gould than Liam Neeson? Oh, oh God. Um, what about Benedict? Cumberbatch. Yeah, Cumbersnatch. Oh God. I... <laughs> My voice dropped a few octaves in, like, <laughs> my balls have just dropped. Mazel tov. <laughs> Cheers. Congratulations. Um, who can play him? Who would make a good... <sighs> Cumberbatch isn't a bad shout, because he's got that mystic vibe to him now that he's been yeah, Doctor I, Strange. I mean, yeah, I'm mainly picturing Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar outfit as well, to be fair. Little grey flicks. I'm I'm not Googling who could be Rayshon Ghoul, I swear. Zephron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who just came to play everything? Let's move on. Cheating. They have a technology now. He could do all the parts. <laughs> it's a one-man show. What about... And oh, I know I keep bringing him up, but I, I, he's, he's a very versatile actor, but Keanu Reeves... Okay. Thomas. He's smart enough. Yeah. As long as he can memorise his lines. That's <laughs> all he has to do. But you know what I mean, though? Grabs has that sort of like. Well. Intelligence. Yeah, he has that aged wisdom, doesn't he? Because he's, he's lived for hundreds of years, which rumours are Keanu Reeves also has. Oh, yeah, he's been around <laughs> since the pyramids. He is a time traveller, that is true. So he might be a real life Rachel Ghoul anyway. Just having a little little soak in the Lazarus pit. I stand by Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Is yeah. he is he is he too good though for a, a comic book movie? <laughs> I reckon if we got him to play in a Batman film, we would have to extend the runtime by about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'd we'd have to go the full Lincoln. <laughs> is that what they call it in the biz yeah depends oh. on the biz <laughs> and I reckon he'd be too sort of like he'd be walking around pretending he's oh, racial goal while he's at the food van cursing yeah he'd have done like three years of ninja training or something <laughs> which is actually what he did to play Lincoln <laughs> I Abraham Lincoln famously is a vampire hunter. That's why. Oh heard. my god! Yes. <laughs> have you? Now this is going off topic. Have you read the book? Um, no, Abraham no, Lincoln, seen, vampire hunter. I've only seen the, the very, very bad film. So the book is really, really good. Um, at one point, he meets Edgar Allan Poe, and they sort of solve crimes together. Ah. <laughs> That's all I want. Why isn't that the movie? <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe isn't even in the film. Like, I mean, there's there's your movie right there. Oh, like ongoing TV series. Bring back uh, John Cusack and bring in I don't know jo- Joaquin. Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really get the back of your throat for that. 
it's like a proper smoker's cough, isn't it? Like, hacking. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but um, yes, Daniel Day Lewis would be exceptional as Rachel Gould. I just think he would be, uh, he would dominate the film. He's too good. He is, <laughs> he's too good. He is entirely too good. Um, and the thing is, you, I don't think they could afford to bring him back in for the third film. Like for those 10 minutes, spoilers, you see Rachel Gould. Yeah. And they're definitely not. Um, Lazarus Pit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they could afford to bring him in. Well, I I stand by the inclusion of Liam Neeson because of the fact that he is integral to the origins of Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. But would you would you argue that you just stick with one villain, whether it is Rachel Ghoul or Scarecrow, just have the one of them? Yeah, because I think you get into Spider-Man Three territory, don't you? Where it, you make Ooh. all all the villains equally shit. It's not that bad. I like, I like how ev- that's everyone's go-to when there's more than one villain. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> oh, they Spider-Man Three it. <laughs> They've done the full Lincoln. Go on then. What else? What else is wrong with it? Because we've established. So far, it says Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, we've established yeah. that. <laughs> aside from Liam Neeson, it's a pretty good film. <laughs> Again, I, I just can't remember really any of it. There's nothing for me that shines through that film. What about Gary Oldman? He's pretty good. He is, yeah. but if that's your argument, then you could say the second and third films are the best because he's in them. Like, I will argue that. <laughs> All right, I like the second and third films. Like, good, I've won the argument. <laughs> uh, what about the whole learning to keep your chest warm instead of your arms? That's a very that's something I always remember from that film. And nothing. I've got a whole nothing, I've got a mass- nothing, nothing because he knows it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's sound advice. I'm not arguing that. Obviously, the writer is very clever. I took I took that away from that film, and I'm never going to forget it. If I fall in a frozen lake, good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're safe. But then I'll get yeah. distracted by it. apparently Liam Neeson's not the right fit, and then I'll die. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Um, and when he's sort of designing the bat suit, and then he orders all these bits for the bat suit, I just think. How have you got away with that? How has Bruce Wayne managed to order 500,000 crash helmets? Like, what are they for? Spelunking. <laughs> That's the mighty fine spelunking. <laughs> I like the idea that he's, he's ordering all these things from different places, but then it's all bringing, brought to him by one postie. <laughs> A really exhausted postman. <laughs> I, I, um, I would love it if, if Bruce Wayne went to the door of his mansion to have a sorry we missed you Hermes letter. <laughs> Please come <laughs> and collect your five thousand helmet. <laughs> it's gone to his it's gone to his neighbour's house. <laughs> it's under his doormat. <laughs> we left it behind the bins. We left it in your um, safe place in the cave. Yes, there's ten million shurikens in your shed. 
<laughs> and they've taken like a picture. Like this is where we left it. Oh, you know what it. else as well? Do you know what really annoys me? One of the powers he has in that um in that film, because at one point he calls like hundreds of bats like yeah, down yeah. from the sky. And I just that... think that is not explained. It's not in any of the other films. He has that little sonic device thing. It's a little it's weird though. Why? Why? Why does he have that? That's not. Why does it not come up in the other films? Gonna, it's a bit like I'm gonna you know when him. you play. You know when you play Arkham Origins, mm. and he's got all of the gear and all of the moves from the first few film, first few games. Yeah, but it's never explained. Yeah, because it's set before them all. <laughs> yeah, why has he got all this gear? Like. I don't know. I just don't like the the idea of Batman being able to call hundreds of bats, especially in this sort of climate. I feel like it's. <laughs> Are you saying it's Batman's fault? It is Batman. He. That's my issue with the first film. <laughs> he is sorry, re- Spain. Recklessly endangering our <laughs> respiratory systems. <laughs> The um, you have to love the cast of that film though. I mean, Michael Caine, amazing. Do that again. Michael Caine. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Oh god. And then the others. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's he called? Christian Bale. That's him. Um, mm-hmm. is trying. He. Hey, hey I, I don't like his voice. <laughs> what are you talking about? He he made a choice. And... I think it's fantastic. I appreciate that he went there. <laughs> I do. He yeah. He like you said he he made a choice. He did something that people haven't haven't done before. There's a reason they haven't done it before and haven't done it since. But he made a choice. I think he because he's a bit of a dick. He made that choice and he would not let anyone tell him otherwise. And now he thinks, oh shit, I'm stuck with this voice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's constantly having to have a lozenge like between scenes. <laughs> Whilst he's also punching a lighting person. Yeah, I reckon one lighting person probably brought it up. I was like, are you, are you sticking over? Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Is he Irish? Like... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for, for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> Have you heard his voice? It's all over the show. Yeah, he sounds nothing like Sam Neill from Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, God. Speaking of dodgy accents, um, uh, X Men. Hey, what a segue. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I'll tell us when we're on to X-Men. All right. Oh, sorry. I wanted to drift away from this totally unscripted attack on Batman. <laughs> well, we haven't finished. Should we, give him, should we give him more time to prepare? It's better than The Crow. Is that what you wanted to hear, Lewis? <laughs> it's better than The Crow, okay? Fine, fine. We'll we'll, we'll settle on that then. That's a, a happy compromise for everyone. Um is that all you have to say about Batman Begins then, Tom? I feel like I've said enough. 
I feel like we're going to discuss this on a future episode anyway, so we can get into it more then. Um, but I look forward. To I think it. we can all agree this was a. <laughs> I think we can all agree this was an entirely pointless conversation. We have achieved absolutely nothing. Um, is much like all of our other episodes. Correct. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else you'd like to discuss? Any news? Any news? I've got personal news. Oh, go on. Oh yeah. We are moving house in two Ooh. weeks. That's exciting, isn't it? Hold on. Cheers. And Cheers. you know what? Cheers, clink. clink. <laughs> and you know what? It can't come soon enough. Um, our our neighbour has what I would call an active so uh, sexual life. <laughs> um, he is he is a loud loud lover. Oh, um, oh he. Yeah. And an oxygen, so that's good. It it's literally sounds like someone's punching a joint of pork with a flip flop. Like, I just <laughs> some of the sounds. It's like when Rocky's punching that piece of meat in the freezer. Like I just, I... you know, when you sat in bed and you try to think of what you hear a sound and you think, "What the hell is that?" And in your head, you're trying to formulate what it is. <laughs> so hopefully, the new neighbours aren't going to be. Absolute animals. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> this You're all uh, trying to hear that sound now, aren't you? Someone hitting a joint of pork no, with a flip-flop. I'm trying to unhear that sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. This, this show goes in directions that I do not expect. <laughs> it's no, like no. you've never met any of us. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck's sake! Ooh. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, new house. Yep, new house, yeah. new house, and no sexy neighbors, and no furniture because I can't order anything. Oh yeah, people can't do anything, yeah. can they? No, no deliveries. Oh, well, so you're on the patio furniture then. <laughs> Don't even have any patio furniture. <laughs> I have I have a swing outside in the garden, oh, which I could probably perfect. repurpose so, as a sofa. So does your neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! IKEA set swing. <laughs> the it's the uh, the fook. <laughs> the fook me. <laughs> you took my joke and made it better. Thanks for that. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, well, I, I am. I'm pleased that you're, that you're moving into a new house soon. I'm, I'm excited. I, I will miss your old house though, because I've had many a good night in there. Well, can can you remember them? No, but I know I have. <laughs> because I, I, I've been told. will miss the fact of how we actually get back to my house after a drunken night out. No one knows. I don't remember. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's, it's it's like you know who built the pyramids. Just one of those big mysteries. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sense, be... but... <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. So it's um, last week we um suggested people. I say last week. I don't want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna release this episode whenever I can be bothered. Last episode we um suggested people watch Tiger King on Netflix. Tom, I believe you have caught up to the Tiger King phenomenon. I I am um, yeah. I am a Tiger Kingian. That's what they call um, us. 
Yep. Are you are you team Joe or team Carol? I I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably more team Joe. I'm team Jacob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've not seen it, Tom. <laughs> um. So so, Lewis. Hmm. I know Tom hasn't seen it, but spoilers. Um. Do you think she killed her husband? Yes. I definitely uh, think she did. Hundred percent hit her. Husband. When she says. That scene when she goes, I, I I wouldn't know how to kill someone with a tiger. I I, I, I suppose you'd just douse them in sardine yes. oil. <laughs> <laughs> this this is exactly <laughs> it. We we said this like that is such a niche thing to know about unless you've done it. <laughs> it's just insane, and that her eyes widen when she says that, and she just looks manic, and she salivates a bit as well. <laughs> Yeah, and don't you think that her current husband looks like Prince Charles? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine Prince Charles does a runner and shacks up with some Floridian exotic animal owner? Mate, if I was a current husband, I would be sweating. I'd be wondering why I wake up in the morning smelling a fish. <laughs> it's all those sardine oil tins. <laughs> Oh, it's my wife. Fuck <laughs> 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 <But> Carol Baskin. <laughs> well, one of the um, one of the best things that came out of Tiger King is um, the fact that Joe Exotic ran for president in 2016. Not a good year for the American presidential campaign, I have to say. <laughs> um, I'm just going to play a little bit from his his presidential campaign advert. Genuinely, his presidential campaign advert. Not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I currently got legally married. Thank God. It's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I mean, you get the idea about this guy. He, he's got my vote. <laughs> I mean, I've... I'm broke as shit. <laughs> I had some kinky sex. <laughs> what? Why? I mean, why didn't he win? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's just, it is. I mean, he he ran for um, governor as well, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. He, he ran twice, and when oh. yeah when his presidential campaign failed he's like well what's the next best thing i'll 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 run for governor then uh, but he he's just he's kind of like an oddly he's very charismatic and the people in in where is it oklahoma i think they they really quite adhere to him um they don't now cuz he's in prison but at the time he he's just he's 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 quite charismatic and i think you know if trump could be president why not joe exotic yeah, this is some kind of like idiocracy situation where twenty years down the line, it's going to be President Exotic. <laughs> just the just the just the sound of it is ludicrous. And the first first three gentlemen exotics. <laughs> Here's my first lady. <laughs> He's... Her name is Mark. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you finished it, Tom? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's um it, it takes some pretty dark turns, but it is it's just spe- the whole thing's spectacular. It really is. I mean, he is a lunatic. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say charisma is the right word. <laughs> um <laughs> He is. He is missing something. He is, but people. I'm not saying right-minded people, but people are attracted to those sorts of people because he's. He is just a bit off, and people seem very much intrigued by that sort of lunacy. You know, one thing that really annoys. Well, there's a lot of things in the series that really annoy me, but the one thing is when that that woman who works at the zoo. Gets her arm completely ripped off by a tiger. Mm, yeah, that's a bit gross. And she goes, she goes back to work. She's, she's like trying to awkwardly hold a sweeping brush <laughs> to prove that she can go back to work. That really annoys me because I remember when I, in my student years watching like these really stupid programs on Five, you know, like where people get into accidents and things. Um, I was a troubled child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, when people are like, oh, I used to love skydiving and my chute didn't um, release and I broke all my legs, but I went straight back to skydiving the week after. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like those people that get mauled by um, sharks in a shark cage. Like, well, I'm not going to stop doing what I love. It, it's eating your face. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should. Having your arm ripped off by a tiger <laughs> is not something that you love. Yeah. Go what, home. Do uh, something it, else, you sadist. What if it was for just he died doing what he loved, being eaten by a shark? <laughs> <laughs> His dream job. <laughs> well, also, Tom, your your homework for next time is to watch Tiger King. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was easy. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. No persuasion needed. Well, I think that'll just about do part one of whatever this is. Um, we it's shall. Oh, is that what we're doing? Well, let's take. Are a... we just reviewing Tiger King? Is that what's happening? Well, we, we we were getting to that point, so I thought I better I better put the brakes on this, and then we can actually. Are we are we dreamcasting Tiger King? <laughs> Danny McBride Leave as me. Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw something on Facebook that said um, David Spade would make a good Joe Exotic, and yes, yeah, <laughs> everything about that I would watch. I think you I need, hate David Spade. I do, but I think you need someone like that. I think you need like Will Ferrell in this as well somewhere. Yeah, channeling like um, the, is is Talladega Nights character. <laughs> oh, and, and John C. Riley for that matter. He, he he could go in this as well as Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Well, on that note, let's take a break, and we shall come back and discuss. X-Men. Holy shit, guys, we have listener questions. Oh, no. (laughs) Hold on. Right, I'll I'll throw this in to the the start of the episode and nobody will be any the wiser. Um, Right. Do we need five minutes of silence? No. No, I'm just going to shoehorn it in really awkwardly. Um, So here's a question. And who is the worst superhero ever? 
Bat. That comes from the dot Batfan, uh, a good a good pal of mine, I must say. Thank you, the dot Batman. Batfan. <laughs> yeah. Batman. Cheers, mate. Yeah. So, who is the worst superhero ever? Uh, Batman. <laughs> you <laughs> dick. <laughs> um, uh, I. Uh, leather boy. Good <laughs> uh, boy. Have you googled? <laughs> Mate, he has a ball gag throughout most of his comic book scenes. Um, I think he's is he a villain from? Or an anti-hero from Squirrel Girl yeah, or something I don't like know. that. I'm Googling him now, and he looks like a male stripper. Yeah, I think he started off as a... I think he was a replying to a job advert for one of the, like, the, the bad Avenger teams. But he didn't realise it was a superhero thing. I mean, I've, I've Googled Leatherboy, and I've got a link for Pornhub here. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> My my choice for worst superhero would be uh, elongated man. Just because of a name, or uh, pretty much yes. Uh, because you just do stretchy dude, wouldn't you? Yes, stretchy dude. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. We were talking about it in one of the other podcasts, weren't we? What we were sort of guessing at what Nathan Fillion would be playing in. Um... Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, arms fall off, yeah. boy. Yeah, that's a pretty solid, <laughs> solid shout. Whose only power is to rip his arms off? <laughs> I mean, that just can't come in handy, can it? Probably not. But you know, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm sticking with Batman. Well, <laughs> that's the end of this podcast, then. Sounds- <laughs> right, and back to the news. Have you watched uh, their stage show? What's it called? Uh, where, they're, where they're both old people. Who? Uh, John Mulaney and the other guy. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's them, and they're both uh, playing like these uh, old Jewish New York guys in the like 70s or something. Oh, I've just Googled it and yeah. <laughs> okay. I might have to check this out at some point. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's weird. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Here's some news. John Mulaney Ooh. and Nick Kroll take Oh Hello from Broadway to podcast Stay in Your Lane, guys. Oh, <laughs> they ain't got Ooh. nothing on us. I just, absolutely nothing. I just remember not hold a candle. Well. Have we officially restarted? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I remember <laughs> some news. Oh, okay. Go on. Go on. Uh, there's the new uh, animation from Fingerjig from what's it? Oh, that's uh, good news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Go on, Tom. Try again. Solar Opposites, is it called? Oh, the Marty creator. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I should know that because I sent you guys the trailer. <laughs> it, it, looks, it looks very much like Rick and Morty. I mean, it's 100% Rick and Morty. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and speak, speaking of Rick and Morty, they released the trailer for the second half of season four, which is coming out in May. News. I haven't watched the rest of season four yet. What? Yeah, I know, I'm falling behind. I, actually. What? The last one I watched was where he's um, he basically kills a guy because he used his toilet. Oh, um, so good. It's so good. Or is that before or after the really horny dragons? Um, I don't know. It's 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 all. It sounds like you've watched most of it. Then <laughs> I've watched some of it. Yeah. yeah. God, I love Rick and Morty. Well, the, that as a sentence is amazing. It's like, is it before or after the really horny dragons? Just... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the horny dragon in Rick and Morty voiced by the Onion Knight in Game of Thrones? Yeah, it is. It's um... <laughs> that's amazing. That is great Le- casting. Le- Liam Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> It is pretty spectacular, isn't it? It's just really horrible. The dragon orgy is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the whole thing is 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 spectacular because it's such a it's it's a it's a take on dragons you, you're not going to see coming. <laughs> Pardon? Oh, you heard me. In more ways than one. Hey. Hey. Uh, dragons. My dog just entered the room. Hello, dog. Hello, dog. Oh, yeah. Right. So, well, there's some news then. Rick and Morty's coming back, and Solar Opposites is starting at some uh, point. Lewis's dog has a dragon fetish. <laughs> Correct. She can hear dragon orgy from two miles away. <laughs> She's like a shark in water. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Are we Shall... going to talk about X Men? Or... Yes, I think we should. I think we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Right. Okay. Let's get on to um, today's feature presentation, which is the 2000 film X Men, and you know what that means? It's quick facts time. Quick facts. Oh. <laughs> 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 Released in 2000. I, <laughs> I missed the cinema, can you tell? <laughs> oh, Pearl and Dean, how we miss you. Um, okay, so X-Men released in 2000, starring quite, quite an amazing cast. Hugh Jackman, Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir Ian McKellen, Anna Paquin, Halle Berry, and many, many others. Um, can either of you pronounce the name of the actress who plays Jean Grey? Um, if I Google it, maybe. <laughs> Um, she's the uh, she's the mum in Taken, isn't she? Yes, she's also um, in Goldeneye. Uh, I can't I can't remember many James Bond films. Famk because... Jensen. Yeah, yeah. Is it Famk? Famke? 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 Famk? <laughs> That's that's gonna be my new you... um noise I have to make when that <laughs> instead of testing, test testing, I'm gonna go it, it sounds like Jen- Jansen. Yeah. It um it sounds like something you see on go, the screen yeah. in sixty six Batman when he punches someone. Thumpk! Thumpk! <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, shut up my quick facts. Um so <laughs> the, there's your cast. Um, budget seventy five million dollars. Box office two hundred and ninety six million dollars. And directed by 
directed by sexual abuser Brian Singer. Yeah. Quick facts. Quick facts. <laughs> <laughs> he is that's like a a so, Anyway, that's enough about him. Um, I believe this film is fresh in your minds, guys. <laughs> what are your first thoughts on rewatching X Men <laughs> today? It felt longer than I remembered. It felt longer than I remembered. Is that a good thing? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not the it's not the longest of the X Men films, though, is it? Because some of them are like three hours long. Um, I didn't realize there was so much. Um, very Schindler's listy Uh, scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, op- the opening to it is very Auschwitzy. I think it does. It should skip the narration because it starts with Patrick Stewart being like, Rrr. "See, I I love that because that something that I remember a lot about these films is they all have that little because and then it, it it bookends with the end of X Men Two when Jean Grey gives a very similar uh, voiceover at the, when you see her as the the Phoenix under the flooded Alkali Lake. Um, so and also Patrick Stewart's on lay off him. No, no offense to Paddy Steve. It is it is a good monologue. It, it I understand what you're saying, Tom. I I feel like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense to put plop that in front of the very harrowing opening to the film. Explaining mutants to like a Senate meeting or whatever. So you you don't need that narration. I would suppose they've done that because this is the first time for a lot of people that they will have been introduced to the X-Men because prior to this, obviously you've got the comic books, but obviously a lot of people don't read the comic books. So you've got the animated series in the 90s. Other than that, this is going to be a lot of people's first time seeing the X-Men. So it's just it's just a nice, easy, this is what's going on. And it's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, but just imagine what it could have been if the first thing people see of X-Men is mm. 1944 Poland. It hooks you, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It'll hook you in, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> is this not what I signed up for? The Auschwitz scene is very deliberately what X-Men is about, though, isn't it? The us versus them. Symbolic the of the X-Men, oppression they, of the mutants. They've been that symbol through however many different periods of different marginalised groups and stuff. Yeah, it's, so... It, it's it, their whole bit. It keeps them very relevant because it even a compliment I would give it is even today it felt quite timely because there's still, like you said, marginalised groups and groups that are discriminated against. It just we we change who that who we hate over the decades. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> we are terrible. I I feel like this current pandemic is bringing out the worst yeah. in people as well. It's it's shifted the goalposts. Like a lot of people are hating on the wrong. Aww. You know, we're all people. <laughs> we're, all we're, we're all people and mutants. Hold on. Um, Ian McKellen's Magneto has a um, inconsistent accent and backstory. Uh, <laughs> he does the full. He, he does. He does the full Statham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to trademark a lot of these. Um... <laughs> You know something he I does really a love about this film the scene when Rogue is with Wolverine in the car and she says, you know, you should wear your seatbelt. Crash! Duh! Yeah, straight away. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> oh. 
Oh my god, I I laughed so much when he fell out of that car. I was he just was like, like a sack of shit just on the right snow. There, like... <laughs> That's just bad. <laughs> like, oh. and we're talking about we're talking about dodgy Where accents, aren't we? Anna Paquin. Yeah, I don't know. Does this it's, sort it's of like Joe Exotic impression? Was, um, sucked the life out of people when her acting drained the life out of me. <laughs> um, at one point, at one point, she does this. She does this um, accent, which is a bit cockney. <laughs> like she's talking to someone, and she goes, "What do you mean? I saved your life." <laughs> she's a bit like that. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt him. Oh. It's yeah, a good job like, he only asked for a kiss. No wonder she runs away. Kid. Like her dad, Poor as kid. soon as he comes to the room, is Marie. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> What are you screaming for? So, you know the bit where um, Jean Grey is talking about the mutants and then there's that bit where Magneto and Professor X are, like, talking? Don't you think they've they've got the same voice? Like, it's Battle of the Baritones, like, them two talking to each other. It's like... I mean, all through my notes, (laughs) I have referred to Patrick Stewart as Paddy Stew. Um... It's because they spent some yeah, time together. They've just got the same yes, voice. I, really I don't know what it some. is. They, there's not enough scenes with these two together. Uh-huh. Waiting for Godot. Bring it in. Yeah. Waiting for wheelchair access. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is a, a waste, though, because you've got these two oh, you know, God. amazing classic actors, and they, they don't give them enough to do together. I think they have two yeah. scenes. Well, there's like... Beginning bit, a bit of a very end. Yeah, and, and the bit at the train station. Yeah, but he's not. He's not even face to face. It's like talking through. Yeah. Um, um. You know when she goes yes. to that bar he's so skinny. and um, Wolverine is fighting in that cage, and that guy says, "Don't don't <laughs> hit him in the balls." Yeah, that's just common sense, isn't it? I'd take that personally. Also, in fact, like... is everyone else in the bar hearing how he sounds like metal? <laughs> yes, I was thinking this as well. <laughs> It's ju- it's just punch. Yeah. Oh my god! I put that. Like guys, he's clearly not made of flesh and bone. <laughs> it is. It's very. <laughs> Where does everyone go afterwards? As well, like there's a crowd of at least oh, five people. Oh, let's get out of here. If, if the fighting's finished, suddenly no one. <laughs> uh, I went to a weird place. So carry on. Where, where where did you go? Carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, something I wanted to ask you guys about. Um, this film doesn't do much in terms of characterization, really. But something I've always really liked about the X Men films is the morality of Professor X, because he's a bit morally grey. I've always found in that he he takes these kids into this school, kind of indoctrinates them a little bit. There's just something a little bit sinister about Professor X I've always found. Um, and they, they, they do more of that in the, the um, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender dynamic. But do, do you guys ever, you know, give any thought to that side of Professor X? It's a bit of a cult, isn't it? Why, why, are, these, why are these kids sleeping in this? Like, um, what, what puts me off about it is when you think about what happens in the other films, like when he goes to visit that, exactly. that kid in their yeah. parents' house. He's and then just takes them away. Like, who are these parents? Children, like... I'm out of plan. <laughs> <laughs> Children, sweet. 
I thought this would start a more intellectual conversation, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's something that they they, they lead into more in those prequel films. Um, The sort of that Magneto sees that as a sort of, like you said, it's like a cult, and Magneto's like, this isn't the way we should be doing it. And, you know, in fact, he's got a goddamn war room underneath the whole thing. Yeah, so he's. It's a school to train people to become a, like soldiers. Yeah, for him. there's just something very, very sinister. I, I, I feel like he has good intentions, yeah. but the way it's all executed is just a little bit off to me. And I think Patrick Stewart can pull it off in a way that it's like you don't look that much into it. He, throughout most of the film, seemed more yeah macabre than the actual... Ian McKellen did, like Ian McKellen is a villain in this film. Yeah, he's a really good actor. But yeah, exactly. I I was sort of thinking, you know, two sides of the same coin. He's got a point, and it's just I, I I wish this film lent more into the fact that Professor X has a sinister side to him, but it's a little bit binary in that it's just good, it's just good and bad, and they don't quite show the the shades of grey that I I I I think I would have liked them to have done a bit more. Yeah. Do you know what I wrote down? That I feel like all these mutant powers yeah. have made mutants really, really lazy. Like, there's a bit where where Wolverine <laughs> wakes up on that table and Jean Grey is like lifting a vial with a mind. I just think it's like when, um, you are like when Kitty you are less than a foot door. away from the door. Just pick it up. Yeah, she at one point she shuts <laughs> the wardrobe doors, and I'm like, you lazy oh, bitch. Think, yeah, that comes back and bites him in the arse a little bit later on because like. They all go in and... as this elite SWAT team, and then Toad just kicks everyone's ass. <laughs> I, I, with his tongue, oh, oh, like oh no, Toad <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> just, um, He's, I just, I found him just very confusing. Like, how strong <laughs> is he? He literally he lands on someone and crushes them. Yeah, he's he's very inconsistent in in his abilities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, is that is that you know when he eats that bird? <laughs> it, Where the, the hell did that is, bird come from? They are inside. That he has like a different stomach or is he just a freak? Does he just eat birds? It, nothing to do with being a mutant, he's just a bird. Oh, eating. his mutant power is a new digestive system. Uh... <laughs> um just while we're talking he's a just bird while we're talking about toad, um, it brings me on to what might be the worst <laughs> line in cinema history, which is Best Do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. Boom. Oh, I love, I love Absolute it. garbage. <laughs> Absolute. How, how long has she been waiting? Like, I, I think she had a smirk Since on her face while she was saying now. that because she was like, I've been waiting to say it's that line. It's just <laughs> fucking garbage. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Do you know who I hate as well? I really hate Sabretooth in it because it really annoys me. Why does he roar like a lion? I do like, he does look quite... Like, where is that coming from? What is that? Why? Yeah, yeah. And does, don't they know each other? But, uh, yeah, it depends on the version, but yes. Uh, yeah, so this is something that's always disappointed me about these films is that Sabretooth is just like a generic grunt and they don't lead into his relationship with, with Logan at all. He's also bad at his job. He shit, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's not good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just what... I mean, oh my God, guys. If we're going to get into the plot holes of these X-Men films, we're going to be here all day. Because <laughs> by the time they introduce First Class and then Days of Future Past, Logan, who, the inconsistencies in this timeline is wild. Who who designs the buildings in Things. Marvel Comics and DC Comics? Who is the architect tell you. making these buildings? You know what I mean? Because yeah. when when they go into the basement, and you said it, where they've got like the jet and everything, like someone's designed that. Some architect has gone. <laughs> you know what I want? I want massive LED strips. Where does Magneto on get his lair? Is there walls. like a lair real estate or something? <laughs> yes, this one would be perfect. Right. Oh, I don't like the neighborhood though. Never mind. <laughs> Beautiful cave, wonderful sea views. <laughs> 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 One previous owner definitely didn't die in the property. Um, because in one, I can't remember what comic is it. I think it's, um, oh, there's a comic book called Six Pack. And um, it's a DC comic. And there's a guy well, who designs say, all of the superheroes' like a, a leather work costumes. Or someone with a leather and I just think, let's <laughs> bespoke. It is squeaky. Like, they must well, have they probably remove did. it after, like, the, um, after the film that, was made. That line, though, in the, in the what's it called? What, the, the X-Jet, whatever the fuck it's called. When Cyclops turns to Wolverine and says, well, what would you prefer? Yellow spandex? Yes! Absolutely. Yes! Yep. <laughs> I, I would. I'd much prefer you just did the comic books rather than this adjacent gimp suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very crow esque. Um, <laughs> I I said that I didn't enjoy the scenes where Pastu oh, goes into the. Uh, the mind dome. It, yeah, I, fe- I feel like he, he could have done that so much, so much better because that could have been his moment to shine, but it, it's just flat. And to be honest, I would <laughs> love to have Patty Stew's voice as my internal monologue. Like, you know, when he starts, this is a nice change. <laughs> when he starts going into people's minds. But that's um, a bit more of the. Um... <laughs> kind of sinisterness of Professor X, you know, Cerebro is a huge invasion of privacy. Hmm. Well, that's that's the thing, in, I think in all of these films, they have to incapacitate yeah. it. Yes, see, that is one of my notes. Every single X-Men film writes out Professor X because he, yeah, he yeah. will solve every problem with his power, so they have to write him out of every film, and it really fucking annoys me. Like, writers, just come up with a plot point. That doesn't mean Professor X can solve it in the snap of his fingers. Yeah, because yeah, this one, he gets gooped. They love a gr- like a green weird goop, <laughs> They do. They? they really do. Um, <laughs> no, it's just... Nope. It's, it's coronavirus. There's no it's explanation to what mud. that is. Like... <laughs> 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 We've just pissed into the Cerebro. <laughs> yeah, and then X-Men 2, he gets kidnapped by Brian it's Cox. Sabretooth piss. Um, and then X-Men 3, he... And then X-Men 3, he explodes. Yes. <laughs> Brian Cox. Not Professor Brian Cox. <laughs> 
why am I thinking? No, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I've got you now. Uh, oh, it's dead nice having you here. But... <laughs> oh, God, I didn't see the impression coming then. <laughs> It'll... It's it's on it's on the right level. For it's not a good impression, you but you, you understand who it is. <laughs> that would have been a very different film. <laughs> I'm gonna turn your bones into stainless steel. Wow. <laughs> While I'm on the subject of stainless steel, you were talking about leather. What is the stainless oh, steel budget Hold in this on. film? I need, I need a minute. Everything is a... made of steel. Like... I need a minute to come around from this. There's going to be an interlude here, just to let you know. <laughs> I don't know why it wow. makes it more sinister. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, <laughs> Do you think they meant to cast Professor Brian Cox instead, and they just got the wrong one? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! That's what I <laughs> oh, I'm crying! Oh God! <laughs> that, that would be a completely different film. I am Logan. Hugh Jackman. Huge. <laughs> because he he is just <laughs> terrific. And I'm not gonna he I'm not gonna mince my words with here. I love Hugh Jackman. But he's so skinny in this. Alright, like... no, sh- shut your mouth. If he's skinny, then I might as well be dead. About like alright, compared to how ripped and massive he gets in some of the films. Yeah, this is young Hugh Jackman. I mean, it was I mean, like, it was twenty years ago. At, like, Tom. Things that are meant to be set before it and just what truck. <laughs> I like that a lot of these. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of the casting in this was strong. Hugh Jackman Amazing. was made to play Wolverine. Ian McKellen, even Stewart, even James Marsden um, is the perfect made to play those characters. For Cyclops. <laughs> I I really like it. You know the whole scene where um, <laughs> yes. Wolverine is fighting Wolverine and then um, <laughs> yeah. Cyclops is like, prove it's you and he goes, I, yeah. you're a dick. Well, uh, like, oh, if okay, I had to you. tell you to stay away from girl, she wouldn't be my girl. Oh, but yeah, but stay away from my girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such, it, it's like a teenage drama in it. It's <laughs> that they are well into their 40s in this film. Uh, I mean, they look like they're in the 40s. <laughs> but it's, it's a bit like an episode of Riverdale. Like they're all just like, but that that is kind of what what they're going to do at the weekend because it is set in a school, isn't it? So I kind I kind of yeah. like that they keep that sort of high school drama going even between the grown ups. It's a lot of sass in this film. A lot of sass. What do I call you? Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Disability slam. Wolverine's like what he says as a character. I mean, he's cool. He's Wolverine. He's huge. Love him, but he's also a dick and a perv. Like, where's your yeah. room? What? 
<laughs> yeah, it's like that. His yeah. his first one to one with Jean Grey when um she says I can move things with my mind and he goes, <laughs> what sort of things? You you want to move my dick? <laughs> well, yeah, that is the subtext. You want to wank me off with your mind? Yeah. <laughs> does, does this work? <laughs> I mean, she would because oh. she is so lazy. I like the way Wolverine progresses as a character over all the X-Men films. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so by the end of X-Men 3, he's, he's the senior figure at the school. And then by Logan, he is just this broken... broken. Yeah, this completely broken Logan. man. Um, but... <laughs> That's... Paddy Stewart in a, in a silo. Patrick Stewart. Um, that, is, that is just great. <laughs> Fuck off, Logan. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it, it's incredible to think, though, that Hugh Jackman played this role for about 16 years. Yeah. It's an achievement, what it is. And Patrick Stewart as well, for that matter. But, I mean, just this film was my first introduction to comic book films, I think, as far as I can remember. Um, so, so the X-Men have always had a little special place in my heart because if, I think this made comic book films cool again because this came on the back of some very dodgy Schumacher Batman films. Which also hold a very weird place in my heart. You've got to <laughs> like them really, haven't you? Like, um, yeah. Do you know what my first introduction to superhero films were? My... Grandad really loved the film <laughs> Steel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, nineteen ninety-seven, six. He used to play it all the time. Wow! And I think that was my first introduction wow. to superhero films. What star? John Irons. <laughs> um, um, how slow and laborious were those fight scenes? Uh, none of them are good, are they? Oh, mate. It's like the third Batman film, you know, where they're watching Bane and he's like, oh, his speed, his ferocity. <laughs> and Bane's just like it is the, the slowest it's, person it's Wolverine you've ever seen. Wolverine in that movie comes <laughs> to life. It is the slowest fight scene I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, I put the fight scenes are trash. In fact, they almost went a notes. good way with it, I think, because there's points where it's like it's almost like a chess game where it's like, oh, they've taken this, so we have to like if they're all thinking about each other's power sets and that kind of thing. Yeah. But then they just sort of around, so it doesn't really work. Oh right, okay, yeah. So they have to consider each other. Yeah, that's okay. One of the worst scenes is where oh, Sabretooth yeah. and Wolverine are fighting on top it. of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, I... <laughs> and then he throws him and he spins round like a helicopter. Yeah. And then he grabs his claws on one of the, the crown <laughs> points and I, then I sort of spins round 360. I know like... it's bad, but I love it still. Yeah. What is like, going on? <laughs> the kid in me is like, oh, we did a flower! There is... <laughs> <laughs> there is a excessive amount of inexplicable <laughs> twirls in this film. Yeah. yeah there is. There's a lot of dodgy action like that. What about the wall climbing? We're Can told. we talk about how dodgy the CGI is on the wall yeah. climbing? <laughs> Any of them. Like, Mystique does it at one point, yeah. and it's like their legs and arms are just going but at it's a really all comic the, speed. All the aerial stunts, and they, they're not going they anywhere. had like a week with some like um, aerial experts that like, let's get all wow. these scenes done at once because you, you can almost see the wires. <laughs> it's a bit like when we were at uni, you know, when you yeah. get taught something new and then it's in everyone's performance. 
like, oh, we had a, we had a lesson on stage fighting. Now every performance has to have stage that, fighting that, that, in like it. Punch effects, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, can can you imagine the film where <laughs> after the flip, you know, where he, he slides down like the head, and then stabs through, mm-hmm. and his claws go between their faces? Imagine a film where he just kills Cyclops. Yeah, how how did he know? How did he know where he was? <laughs> the yeah, it's just a terrible shot. <laughs> how how did how did him stabbing I himself in the know. chest release really him from know. those like, steel? I've, I I wondered this since I was about ten, and I was hoping <laughs> you might be able to answer on this podcast. Plot <laughs> Raven magic, not. crow magic. All right, okay. Um, before we get on to fantasy casting, <laughs> we're going to take a break again, and then we're going to come back, and then we're going to cast Jason Statham as Professor X. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right. All right. I have a couple of magnetocentric points. All right. But just quickly, like one, how old is he? Oh yeah, yeah, very, very. <laughs> I mean, don't ask. I don't know. Okay, cool. he was a ten-year-old in nineteen thirty-three. So yeah, it's it's really. Although they they don't really specify when the film is set, do they? Except um, the beginning. But, oh, but not... do they? <laughs> the the pole, the Poland. No, I mean, when the rest of the film, you know, it, it, it could be... I mean, either way, he's old, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> All right, how, yeah. how, yeah, how do they know about Rogue, the Brotherhood, which is also dated, Brotherhood? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do they know about Rogue? Um, Google. Google, okay, cool. Yeah, why, why does Sabretooth hunt down Logan and Rogue? Yeah, because they're after Rogue the whole time, but like, how on earth would they know that she can do that? Unless they like read one newspaper. I was like, oh, someone got their life sucked out of them. That must mean she can have <laughs> a machine using my powers. Oh, well, they've, probably, they've probably read my, doc- my, my, my biography. <laughs> I've, I've, I have already said this. If we are going to spend time pointing out the plot holes in the X Men franchise, it's another episode entirely. Okay, okay. One more then. Oh, go on. So, Magneto touches her. Everyone else who has touched her has a seizure. And he's just chilling there like, oh yeah. This is alright, isn't it? She's doing it. Crow magic. Raven magic. He still has his powers because he was stopping Magneto Wolverine. But then they're like, Ah, we'll just leave him there for the regular police to sort out. I think the X Men are just a bit lazy. Well, I've I've made this point. <laughs> um, yeah, when, you did. <laughs> when Magneto and Sabretooth are walking to that guy's prison, just build a fucking bridge. <laughs> Why does it have to be that he has to be all flashy and these tiles have to come up and? 
I wrote this film, it would be fucking boring. <laughs> but very practical. <laughs> All right. Does anybody else have any other notes you want to you hit us with before we get on to our fantasy casting? I think there's a bear conspiracy. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. But please explain. All right. At the very end, when we're like, listening to the television where it's Mystique being Ke- uh, Senator Kelly. Yeah. And then just after that, it's like, Senator Kelly's aid is found, and the coroner fed says he was mauled by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of some like redneck conspiracy theorists being like, oh, it's a bear, so bears did it. That's why he's changed his mind, but bears are threatening him. <laughs> <laughs> Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> um, did anyone find... The sexual tension between Logan yes. and Jean Grey really, really fucking awkward. <laughs> I've never seen something less sexy in all my life. Does, I guess, does that flirting normally work for him? It must do. Like, Who's he flirting with? He goes he's to dive bars. Yeah, he's just bad with women. That's... He's been alive for How... 120 years. He's never got laid. <laughs> He's only good with girls who are far too young, but still have that weird. There's a weird energy there as well. Uh, just like Brian <laughs> Singer. Ah, uh, it makes sense now. I, <laughs> I put, you know, the bit where he says, "Jesus, kid, I'm not gonna attack you." When is she's in that van? Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, if you're not gonna attack her, why does your van look so rapey? <laughs> like, well, to be fair, she's very judgmental about it. <laughs> she is, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it looks cozy. Oh, yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, sarcastic cunt. <laughs> oh, I've dropped the C word on the podcast. That's got to come out. Uh, That's got to come out. Have you got a bleep? I do, but am I going to put it in? Oh, you could cut, no. it out, cut it out. I just cut in me going, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should do that every time I speak. <laughs> all right um, well what else, what else did i put i put something else as well uh the bullet in the forehead bit's really cool that still stands up yeah there's a lot that works about this film for all we're taking the piss out of it it, <laughs> it very much yeah it, it holds up i have to say i really enjoyed watching it again parts of it, uh, it it's you can tell they they want to be a comic book film, but at the same time they don't want to be because you know Professor X has this whole speech, also called Cyclops, also called Storm, but they they, yeah. they don't go full comic books. They don't give them the outfits. They don't quite give them the full extravagant powers. They they try and keep it a little bit realistic. But I would have just loved it if Cyclops had his blue and yellow outfit. Jean Grey had her outfit. Wolverine had his yellow spandex. I would have just loved that. Yeah, that that was a great thing about first class. Yeah, like they they didn't shy away from it. No, I, and I, don't, I, think... I don't I don't like how comic accurate Logan's hair is though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's really cartoony. Like, and it's, it, you know, don't, don't get me started on Rogue's frosted tips. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Logan's hair is hard to justify in a film like this that doesn't do anything else like that. But if they'd have lent more into the comic book side of things elsewhere, you, you you probably wouldn't notice his hair as much. But his hair is so cartoony in a world that's otherwise quite realistic. Apart from having weird nanotech maps. Well, 
That's fine. <laughs> if we're talking about his whole powers, I, I want to ask a question. How the hell did Jean Grey get a drip into his arm? <laughs> um, well, he's not How Superman, is, that possible? is he? He's, 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 he hasn't got like that in, impenetrable skin. Yeah, but it, it heals. Like, it, yeah, well, it that's a good point. Around it, I guess. Oh, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Well, that's ruined. <laughs> and on and that note, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the blobfish scene. <laughs> um, what was the point of the speed boost on the motorbike? I've got that. <laughs> um, I think they had some leftover VFX budget that they wanted to use. <laughs> and what not was much the point of, of that scene? Oh, like... they, had, they, they had some leftover CGI money. Not a lot of it. <laughs> it just went towards that. Do you think what they did was they just CGI'd Hugh Jackman's face onto um, Will Smith from Men in Black? <laughs> <laughs> it's just reused stock footage from many yes a hundred percent that's what they did um right okay shall we move on to <laughs> shall we move on to our fantasy casting because this has become a thing now um and obviously at some point we're gonna have to recast this and when i say we i mean the three of us are going to be approached by disney who sponsor our podcast um now that they... i mean if if they'd listen to it they would not pick us <laughs> uh, <laughs> so obviously disney now own own everything everything and they will at some point inevitably be and who is going to be the new wolverine because it's a hard act to follow yeah, well, everyone's been saying, um, what's his mush for years, haven't they? Tom Hardy. Um... Okay, Tom Hardy. That's been like what people have been saying. Just because he's short, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello there, Professor X. I... <laughs> 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 I really want him to do his Peaky Blinders voice, like for Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a brummy Wolverine? <laughs> oh. Who else? Um. Oh, John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> he would be shite. You know, like a really sort of like charismatic <laughs> Mad Men f Wolverine, Don Draper Wolverine. <laughs> so, did we get the Chicago cigarette contract? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I said this as a joke on on the chat, but genuinely, I think Zac Efron could pull off Wolverine. Zefron. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's becoming like a bit of a fucking piss take this now, but <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. He's the right size. He's got a fine head of hair on him, and he's quite well built as well, Zaki. And if he shaved his head off, Professor X. <laughs> Everyone. And if he grew his hair out, Jean Grey. <laughs> Give it frosted tips, rogue. <laughs> but, but genuinely, like. You know, when you think of Zach Efron, I mean, I'm just thinking of him in The Greatest Showman up against Hugh Jackman, and they're, they're, they're fairly... He's got, he's got the charisma. Yep. Sold. Done. 
Done. Good input. <laughs> it's a really hard part to cast, though, isn't it? Otherwise, yeah. Well, I think yeah. if uh, oh if he was a bit shorter, David Harbour and a bit younger as oh, well, maybe. I I think he could play Sabretooth. Ah, oh, he'd be great. Yeah. What about Clive Owen? Yeah. Um, Wales. <laughs> oh, what's that? Are you back? Oh, no, I've lost you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I can hear you now. That was, a, that was a weird thing. Again, auto-tuned. Well, uh, we'll give Clive Owen, we'll put him in the maybe pile. Um, yeah. If we go just with like their hair capabilities, the guy who plays Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. He's not the hair. He does have the hair. Yeah. Like a young yeah, if wolf. He, if he bulked out a little bit, potentially, that's not a bad, that's not a bad shout at all. Who, who's a new Patrick Stewart? <laughs> Paddy Stewart. Digitally de-aged Patrick Stewart. I mean, they did yeah, it in X-Men. Was it oh, three? Where they de-aged them? And the face didn't move with that their body? That is the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> um, what about Ben Kingsley? <laughs> Maybe. He'd be great. How old is he? <laughs> Maybe. A bald-headed... I'm going to say Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I I still maintain that Jason Statham will be a phenomenal Professor X. Jason, <laughs> it would be an incredible film to watch if he was playing it like in Spider. What about Pro- what yeah, a- just a really yeah. <laughs> um, what about <laughs> Professor no, Brian no, no, Cox? No, no. Yes, he's all he's already a professor. I don't think I'm taking this very seriously. That's the uh, subtitle to your autobiography. <laughs> Title of my sex tape. Oh, dear. Uh, like a Chuetta Leggio for could be good. Who? Uh, he's <laughs> he's uh, Mordo in uh, Professor Doctor Strange, even. Oh, let's have a look. <laughs> no, you're gonna have to give me more. You're gonna have to give me more, mate. It sounds like you've just summoned Candyman. He was in the, the film version of Kinky Boots. He's okay. He plays Baron Mordo. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, but I've just looked at his face now. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, that's like, yeah. I'm 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 okay with that. That's not. Oh yeah, he's that's twelve years a slave guy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's not a bad shout. That at all. Yeah. His range is. He's a great actor. Yes. Yeah. Ah, the tooch. While we're talking about, while we're talking about Danny, <laughs> Doctor Strange. What about Mads Mikkelsen yes. as um, Magneto? Just, just yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because yes. my my Just introduction to Mads Mikkelsen was Casino Royale, and I loved him in that film. Timothy Chalamet. Oh, no, you again, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Fine, you know what? You know what? You can have him. Fine. 
You can have Timothy Chalamet as a new Scott Summers. Mm. Ooh, ooh. Cast him in everything. <laughs> Why not? What about the guy? We've talked about him before. The guy who plays Harvey in you know, clearly, clearly, you are in love with this man. I do. There's something I about think, him. I can see it, but he'd be good at it. Well, we officially have nobody <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Although I do like Mads Mikkelsen as Magneto. <laughs> That's a pretty good show. There's a really good... Um, we were talking about Days of Future Past. There is a blooper in that where... Um, what's he called? Patty Stew is like saying... Logan, you must go into the past and find my younger self. I look suspicious of <laughs> like James McAvoy. I wish they kept that in. I wish they kept that in. <laughs> that's just that's great. I think James McAvoy's a shout. The only thing that annoyed me about it is the same thing that annoyed me with um, Army Superman. One's got really long. I'm going to lose it. Yeah, why do they... Like, they make it really obvious that he's going to lose his hair. Yeah, it's very Jesse Eisenberg, isn't it? Like, let's give him the longest wig we can find. (laughs) Um, Let's make him look like Brian Singer (laughs) from Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, okay, well, that fantasy cast... Did you just say Brian Singer from Queen? Is it Brian Singer from Queen? Brian May. (laughs) Oh, there you go, Brian May. Brian Singer's for who's Brian Singer? Singer? <laughs> he's the what? Who's who's the director of yeah, this? Yeah, Brian Singer. You're right. Uh, okay. Does he have long hair and sings for Queen? No, one's one has long hair and sings for Queen. The other is a beautiful. Correct. Okay, <laughs> it's it's easy to get them mixed up. Um, right. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna move us on from fantasy casting. Oh, uh, no. oh, you know what's oh. weird. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Brian Singer didn't he direct Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> he, oh, he, no. was suppo- <laughs> he was supposed to, but then I think he had he, he wasn't allowed because of the you know. Anyway, Stuff. yeah. Um, right, let's move on from let's move on from fantasy casting. Brian May. Let's move on from fantasy casting now. Um, and do you guys have any suggested taglines for X Men 2000? I can edit out you thinking, by the way, so don't worry. Good. <laughs> mine, mine would be yes. I would have preferred yellow spandex. <laughs> uh, mine would be. I also don't like being kicked in the balls. <laughs> or enjoy being kicked in the balls. You'll love this film. Come on. Uh, X Men Two Thousand. Uh, her mum's trying to teach herself piano. It's good to learn new skills. <laughs> Hop on board the Logan Rapey train. <laughs> That's what I call oh, it. Oh dear. No, none of them. Uh, nope. <laughs> Absolutely none of them. Um, do you have any? Any? I think that that Logan was driving Brian Singer's actual car. <laughs> It's <laughs> just young girls in the back. His <laughs> actual pickup truck with the caravan attachment. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. I don't, you know, Americans. Like, what? What is going on? <laughs> why do your cars? Why have they got caravans on the back? What is what? Wait, what? <laughs> this is a very different podcast now. 
Right. I, I, I just like the idea that I'm just hammering into Americans. I'm so sorry, That's Americans. Right. They're not listening. <laughs> um, okay. Once you finish rustling around in the background there. Sorry, I needed a jelly baby. You didn't know, did you? You didn't need a jelly baby. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> do you do you have do you have any final thoughts on X Men two thousand? That's all right, isn't it? Give it a watch. Yeah, why, why do I ask this question every fucking week? The, the, <laughs> the level of answer I get is disgraceful. Well, you usually ask us if we got anything to add, and we yeah. just go. Nah. <laughs> the my only my only final thoughts are is I'm I, as as much as we can laugh at this film, I'm very glad it exists because I don't think we get the superhero world we have now without this film. Probably not just evolution wise, because we had to get through the leather period. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's the. You've got the Bronze Age, the Renaissance, the Industrial Revolution, the leather period. The leather period. <laughs> it was a kinky time, had by all. But no, you're right, though, because it, it, it brought superhero films back into the mainstream, but they, they still weren't brave enough to give them full comic book. And then by the time we get to Avengers Endgame, you have this plethora of colour and campiness Good use of plethora. Thank you. It's my word of the day. <laughs> um, and also, I'm just Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart are amazing. Made for the 100. roles. Right. So, final thoughts on on X Men 2000. Uh, white kids are shit at basketball. Well, we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> like he parts to himself, and no one intercepts. Like what? Like. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, I like those little little scenes where they try and show them using their powers in very domestic settings. Yes, that's what it, that's what it would be like trying to suspend a Newton's cradle on your desk. Precisely. I thought that was a really nice touch, but when he leaves, it just goes. I did, 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 did. <laughs> lazy, absolute so, laziness. In conclusion. Um, Mutants are lazy bastards. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent yeah. stuff. Well, build, build a fucking bridge. <laughs> Take a walk. There's, there's your tagline. <laughs> X-Men, build a to fucking be fair, bridge. In X-Men 3, he moves the fucking bridge. That's not the same. Oh, so many layers. So this many layers. Go so deep, guys. It's evolution of bridges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode. And as we are doing things in phases, that is the first phase of this podcast completed. What do you think of that? That happened pretty quickly. That's what she said. Not, not as good as Marvel. <laughs> well, oh, does... don't set the bar so high, please. Is this Spider Man? So, was the Crow episode Avengers Endgame? Because if so, that's that's not what I'm in. I'm not. I don't like it. <laughs> that is that is an apt analogy. I'm not happy yes. about this. <laughs> well. As we move into our next phase, I have just made a note of what we're discussing next time, and it and it is Spider-Man. Woo-hoo! The original Tobey Maguire, where 
48-year-old Toby Maguire plays 19-year-old <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> um, also in phase two, we have Godzilla, Alien versus Predator, and Batman 89. Ooh, what a combination. That's a good mix of movies, that. <laughs> I'm excited for these ones. Which Godzilla the one are you watching? Are we the watching you recommended? The... Matthew Broderick. The, um, yes, oh, Matthew yes. Broderick. I've got a fun mm-hmm. game for us to play well, in that one. Well, save it. <laughs> I say fun. It's, it's a game. Well, that's it then for episode five. Is this the fifth one we've that done? One was sort of a bonus thing. I don't know. Yeah, we, we use the word bonus very loosely. <laughs> you lucky ducks. <laughs> any, any closing remarks before I end this? Uh, should we do things like uh, subscribe, like us, comment? Oh, please. All that, all yes, please. Stuff. Yeah, if, if you can, give us five stars on the Apple podcast. Do whatever you do on Spotify. Leave us a comment. Feel free to submit questions. Oh, yes, please. Right, so I think that just about does it. So thank you everyone for listening and I guess we'll see you next time. Cheers. Yeah, cheers thank people. You. You've done your community service. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>